fright rags, horror apparel, and accessories. <laughs> if you're a horror fan, then Fright Rags is the place for you. Fright Rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003. Officially licensed collections, including fan favorites such as Halloween, The Evil Dead, Creepshow, and tons more. No matter what type of horror you are into, Fright Rags has you covered head to toe. Offering a wide range of exclusive products from your favorite creature features, slasher flicks, and cult classics. Metal Hand of God listeners get 10% off when they use the code MHOG10 at the checkout. So don't miss out on your favorite horror apparel and accessories you can only get from Fright Rags. That's fright-rags.com. And remember, use MHOG10 at the checkout for 10% off your purchase at frightrags.com. <laughs> Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me, as always, is this fine gentleman who travels the world and smells like tobacco. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm the rub guy. That was bizarre. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But isn't it always? I mean, I try to be nice and try to give you a good intro, but you, you're never, you're never uh, satisfied. I know. But uh, oh, we have an amazing guest today. We do, we do. Mr. Tom Rossi. Rosie, right? Yeah, that's correct. Ah, almost, I almost <laughs> said it. Yeah, I almost I stopped myself because I almost uh, screwed it up like I always do. But anyway, uh, uh, so welcome to the show, man. And do me a favor, and why don't you let everybody out there know who you are and what you do? That's fine. Yeah. So the reason I'm on today is because uh, I'm in the middle of filming a documentary, which is actually set to come out this year. It's um, the documentary is about a costume club called the 501st specifically the midwest garrison which is the garrison that i belong to here in chicago and um you know our garrison reached about uh, a milestone as far as being one of the oldest garrisons uh out there um dressing and cosplaying and in costume but using our fandom for charity and uh helping to raise money for different causes so this is a story that has been told before but it's one that i wanted to tell a little differently and um knowing and having some past experiences with um film uh and being involved in the filmmaking process i've made some connections with some filmmakers that i've um, been able to get on board and be just as passionate about it as me and um this is 
a completely passion project. This is um, it's done organically by people that have reached out to me and wanted to, um, uh, you know, just help with using their time and talent and efforts, which is poetic in its sense because the 501st is a group of people who are doing exactly just that, the same. They're donating their time and they're giving it, uh, using the umbrella of fandom and costuming to give back to the communities and different people. So, uh, so that's what I'm here all about. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. We have a, um, a, a pretty big one down here in uh, new Orleans area. I know for a fact, cause I know a few of the guys in it, uh, you know, from, you know, going to the different comic book shops and stuff and doing the different uh, conventions that happen in town. You get to meet all these mm-hmm. guys, and it's very cool. Like, the things that the 501st do is just, it's, it's amazing, you know, with all the donations and doing all the stuff for charity and all that stuff. Um, I want to know personally, I, I, you know, and this is, this is my, I want to know what goes into making these freaking costumes, dude, because that stuff has got to be, time consuming well yeah i mean it sure is and you know um getting back onto something you just touched on you you see us at the conventions and that's that's really something that you know people know us from but what they what they don't see is a lot of the behind the scenes and that is putting in the hours of the costumes but also the charity work that we do the thousands and thousands of dollars that we raise um worldwide because these garrisons are all over the world um, you know, touching almost every major country in the world. And, but the, the time consumption of, of putting a costume together is really dependent on the individual skill level. And, um, once again, the, the complexity of the costume, you know, to put uh, a stormtrooper together, like, like what I have, you know, it's, it's, it's put together just like it was in 1977, um, when the original film was was made, which was a vacuum forming technique that would be pulled over a buck, and then those those vacuum formed pieces would be put together and made into shells that would wrap around the individual, wow. there the actor, and um, you know we we make them the same way. It's used out of the same kind of materials, and um, we put them together the same way. So uh, when you see us, we're not walking around in hostile, you know. Uh, uh, Halloween costumes, but you know, this is the real deal. And, and that's one of the things that the, the costume clubs like the 501st and the rebel Legion and the Mando Mercs take pride in is that, uh, we look screen accurate and that, um, when children come up to us or even adults for that matter, uh, they, they are basically like in front of that character that they've seen on the screen. You know, we're, we're almost like the Disney princess. You know? Right, right, right. It's, know, it's awesome though. It's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Cause I, I had um, uh, a cousin of mine who was at children's hospital and one of the garrisons came up there very and cool. uh, I, I remember being there and it was, it was very, very cool. And I always wondered, I know you said you, you guys are one of the, the, the oldest garrisons. What, who, what what why stormtroopers i've always wondered that like (laughs) where did that concept come from for stormtroopers well here's the thing so um you can google the history of the 501st but with a very quick you know um brief history on it it actually started in north carolina which uh, you know you're from wow um yeah and what happened was the gentleman out there um he was very excited about the prequels 
and um, he put together a stormtrooper costume, and he appeared at, um, at one of the showings for, you know, Phantom Menace, or, or I believe it was something along those lines. And I had actually had to brush up on the history. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but um, anyways, what ended up happening was um, uh, this this group was formed, Vader's Fist, out of this. And uh, there was a small group of people that were on forums putting these costumes together. And eventually what ended up happening was it's just grown into this complete, you know, world of its own. Um you know, there's there's lots of uh, gears in that uh, in that story that are, are turning. But, um, you know, when a part of the world or a state or, you know, anyone wants to create a garrison, they they start out with, you know, one or two people and they become an outpost like Israel, for example, they and uh, Malta. Uh, they just created outposts because, you know, they had one or two people that said, we need a garrison in this area. And it starts with them. And so oh, wow. they, yeah, so they grow from there, right? They um, they get people to get excited about it and, and build their own costume. And then they go through their approval process and then they become an official member. And then after, after uh, I believe it's 20, 20 people, you can become an official garrison. And um, you are recognized through, you know, the rest of the Legion as a garrison. At, well, you know, you are as a as an outpost, but you could just see the growth, right? And then yeah, sometimes right. gar- garrisons split because, um, you know, my garrison, the Midwest garrison here, um, we had split originally. We, you know, we were um, Indiana and uh, I believe Wisconsin, and it split to just Illinois garrison. And then um, Indiana got their own garrison. So, you can see how these these groups are growing um, in our in our club alone here in, in Chicago. There's, I believe, somewhere well, maybe close to 300 um, people. And you got to imagine for about 300 garrison members, each one of them, uh, no one really stops at one costume. So um, when when requests are come coming in to make an appearance for some events all over the, the state. You know, there's there's these members that um, can fill these requests. Um, you know, Texas and and Mexico and places like those, they they have some amazing numbers of like 700 to 800 members that are spanned throughout wow. their their territory. So you know, they can um, they can reach out to all these different parts of their their country or their or their state or whatever. And um, it's it's really it's really cool because you know, the best part about it is that the people that are involved are from all walks of life. And, you know, these are people that have come together that wouldn't probably normally hang out or associate with each other, but under this umbrella of star Wars and, and their fandom and of even charity, um, it's bringing this people together and people are really finding their tribe, you know, that's incredible. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So It's, it's amazing how it's grown. It's, yeah, I agree. It's 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 amazing that it's gone from just the two gentlemen to like to the one guy to like all these people. It's so crazy. Mhm. Um, yeah. And we're not we're not so what people don't kind of realize is we're not um affiliated with Disney, but they 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 tolerate us and they let us play <laughs> in their playground. And so, you know, we, we adhere to, to strict rules too, um, as far as our conduct and, and things like that, you know, 
Um, and we, we govern within, um, you know, we, we, we use these terminologies as garrisons and outposts and stuff and like, like military, but you know, um, there, we have, um, you know, we have councils and we, and people, you know, and anytime you get, you, you bring a group of people, a large group of people, you, you know, you create this family, you're going to have drama. Oh, of, so, course, sure. of course, of course. You know, you're, you need to, you need to kind of like weed, weed things out like that, but that's not the really point I'm trying to get at, but you know, it's just, it's just, you have this, this large group of people that are all trying to either show off their costumes or be part of the charity. And not everyone's in it for the charity. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they're in it for the, I mean, I can't tell you for as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a store trooper. So, right. you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm fulfilling that fantasy. Same here, but, man. Yeah. But you know, um, on the flip side of the coin, the charity work and all that stuff is very fulfilling, and it's it's a part of you know why I do what I do. And just to give you a, a little story, um, I have a special needs daughter, and at one point uh, I thought I was going to lose her. Oh, I spent you know um, weeks in the hospital and kind of waiting to see what was going to happen. And and during that time. Um, I had people that would come in, you know, incredible nurses and just people that would, uh, you know, do magic tricks and people that would give my, my daughter, you know, books and toys and things to play with and just offer this distraction. Right. Right. Uh, while not only to her, but to the parents, because the parents are dealing with this just as much. And when I get to go into that same hospital uh, that I almost lost my daughter and thank God I didn't. But, you know, there are people that are dealing with that and then have lost their children. And I get to do that for, for other kids and I get to distract them or, you know, get a photo with a stormtrooper or, or something like that. That's, you know, a lot of people, it's almost cliche now, but you're, you're very to say, you know, you're very happy. You're wearing a helmet over your head. You're, you're happy. You're wearing a bucket is what we call it. Because, you know, there's tears, there's tears sure. sometimes, and it's, it's, it's deep and meaningful, you know, to, to, to see a kid's face light up like that. Yeah. You're kind well, of paying you become, it forward. You become man. a superhero for them. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's so that's awesome. That's an amazing thing. Absolutely. So, and you know, they never see your face or know who you are. Um, but, um, that doesn't but matter. yeah, you, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're, 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 you're this character that they, they love and cherish, you know? And, uh, you asked, uh, getting back to what you asked, why a stormtrooper? Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with our motto, which is, uh, bad guys doing good. Oh, <laughs> okay. nice. Okay. I yeah. Didn't, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, the, depending on whose point of view, I guess we're the bad guys, but, <laughs> but you know, well, not uh, not everybody was bad. Not every stormtrooper was bad. What about the poor guys that were just building the Death Star that got blown up for no reason? Those dudes were just construction workers, man. I know, man, exactly. So Some wrong. Do you know how much harder this would have been if if you if if the guy originally decided not to do stormtroopers but went Ewok? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're out there, bro. They're out there. They there's um. <laughs> There's there's a whole like build of Ewoks and and uh, I I walked in a Wookiee for the first time on stilts. Um, wow! Just this just this year, it's really fucking hot. I'm sorry, I didn't even swear. I don't know if <laughs> oh I no, swear no, no you can you can say whatever but, you want, buddy. It, it's we're we're not a. a... <laughs> yeah, but um, but that was amazing because you know there's this like um 
there's this like level of costuming with with kids you know like like i can come and dress as like a, an imperial officer right and i'm in costume and my my face is not covered and you know people will grab a photo with me and i can put my stormtrooper on and people are like oh badass that's a stormtrooper you know and then <laughs> and then vader comes in i can be dressed as vader and people love vader but but when you're a freaking wookie Oh my God! Everyone's coming and loving up on you and hogging you, and especially the women. And you know the funny thing about being on stilts is when they when they think they're hugging you at their waist, they're actually grabbing your ass the whole time. Oh, that's so funny! (laughs) (laughs) So so So, basically, you're getting groped all day long. Yeah, so you're definitely getting groped, you know, by hot women usually, but it's okay, you know. You're like, oh, oh well. It's a sacrifice you have to put up with, and I I, I, I commend you for that. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's part part of struggle. How long did this take uh, to uh, to start? You know, from your beginning film point, how long have you been working on this documentary? So I'll give you a little history on uh, how this got started. Um, As I mentioned before, I I had some experience in filmmaking well not filmmaking but being part of a film crew where um i i reached out to uh, this guy thanks to my sister who was a filmmaker and um my sister was telling me you gotta talk to this guy he's a total nerd just like you and um <laughs> you know and you build costumes and props and stuff like that so you guys could get along really well so i actually reached out to him that night um and I introduced myself to him and I, you know, I, I had some experience as, um, as an extra on some movies. Nice. So I, I really liked the filmmaking process and I thought it was very interesting and cool. So anyways, he invited me out to a, uh, a script read and, um, of this movie he was filming called the rocket, which was filmed in Wisconsin. And, um, I came in <clears throat> as a prop guy and just general, um, like crew, you know, and um, I made some props. I made these spikes that were meant to be in a scene where it was a, it was a movie about cross country track. And um, there was a scene where a guy gets spiked in the back of the calf. And so I made these spikes out of a, a rubber that was safe. Uh, long story short, that scene never was filmed. But I spent two weeks on set and I made a lot of great connections. Uh, and then uh, in between, um, I did a couple of things with um, with this filmmaker, BJ, uh, Renke, and, um, we, um, we did this green lantern thing. So I built, uh, gauntlets and a mask of green lantern. And we did as like spoof of like a, a new green lantern movie. And it, it was really cool. But anyways, I got invited back out by the director and, um, the producer of the last movie to, um, do this next movie, which is not out yet called blame. And I made um, fake rubber axes, and I made a few uh, a few other props, hand props and stuff like that, all foam for safety. And it's just great because I was working with a lot of the same crew. But in between those two movies, um, those connections I made on The Rocket, one guy in particular, Mike Dieterman, a uh, filmmaker, um, cinematographer, uh, I hooked up with him up and we would see each other at our, a local convention here called C2E2. And he didn't really know much about the 501st or the Midwest Garrison or what, what we did. And um, we were having a few drinks at the after party, and I was telling about it. And um, I said, you know, we were coming up on our anniversary. I said, we need to, we need to make a documentary about this. This, this would be a great project. And um, we, um, 
we talked about it and I said, you know, it'd be really cool to see the people behind the bucket. And I said, that's our title right there. <laughs> so we yeah. stuck with that, you know, cause, um, once again, we, we call our helmets, uh, buckets and, um, uh, we started filming two years ago. Um, wow. yeah. So, you know, being on set for a, a movie, it's well, well scripted and it's, it's, um, you have your locations and you have your actors, they come in, they do the lines, boom, bam, boom. Filming a documentary is a whole nother animal, you know, because you go into it, you can't script it. Um, right. You don't know where you're going to actually find the story, you know, and you, you, you do these interviews, you, you go to these places where, where everyone's at, but you don't, you don't particularly know the story that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you want to tell. So, um, it starts to grow as, as you film and, you know, there are things that we've never expected, um, to, you know, to be, uh, presented to us. You know, we ended up on good morning America and we, uh, had a chance to hang out with Ray Park, Darth, who's Darth Maul for three days and film him. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of other actors. Um, we've seen Peter Mayhew, uh, Chewbacca, uh, I got cool. some exclusive footage with him before he passed away. Um, anyways, you know, th- those are all really cool moments, but what's, what's more important is those touching moments with the families that I got to interview, um, of how our garrison helped them, you know, in one sure. way or the other. And so how we were able to touch these families lives, you know, which we maybe felt for a, for a brief moment, but you know, it's a memory that stuck with them. Um, you know, one, one individual is one, one boy, he's, He's got terminal brain cancer and his, his parents are so positive about, you know, his, his treatment and everything. And we came out just to see him and, you know, his, the, he, the kid loved it, but the, the family, the family was like floored, right? They're, they're right. eternally grateful and they're just, you know, I mean, I still am in contact with the father and he'll, he'll text me every once in a while, like recently, happy father's day, you know, and just, that's very cool. And all these, yeah. So, you know, you make these connections and, you know, like, you know, uh, um, I, you know, I speak regularly with the, the, the fire chief, you know, and uh, he'll call me to, to come out for an event and I'm, you know, and I, I obviously do the best I can. So, um, the way events happen is that, people will go online and they will request our appearance and um, someone will pick up that event as an event coordinator. And it's up to that person, that individual to <clears throat> kind of rally up the, the people that, um, that they're requesting. So if they're requesting a Vader or stormtroopers or they just don't care, you know, this the event coordinator uh, job to, to put the uh, event together and to organize it. And so the really cool thing about being in the garrison or a garrison is that you can do as much or as little as you want. You can, you can constantly just be signing up for other people's events, or you can make your own event. Like, let's say you want to help raise money for uh, animal cruelty, you know, and you have a local, yeah, you have a local, um, you know, non-kill shelter or something along those lines next to you, you know, you can up, go and approach those people and say, I would like to help you raise money. And what we do is we help raise money directly and indirectly, uh, directly, obviously by, you know, having people donate, um, by us maybe standing out there, but indirectly by 
them donating to that cause, but us just being that draw to the cause, you know? So, um, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's very fulfilling in a lot of ways to, to be able to use your fandom for, for good in this way. Well, what's the, uh, what's the largest collection of garrisons that you guys have done? I mean, for an event, do you personally? Well, you know, Star Wars Celebration is, is huge and that's, that's a traveling event. It was just canceled this year because of COVID, but I mean, that's where you have people from all over the world come in. And we just had it recently here, uh, last year in Chicago. And this is the first year that we were able to host it, um, but you're you're talking on a on a world scale, people coming from all over countries and uh, and major actors and um, so you're talking thousands. Oh yeah, you're thousands. I mean, you uh, imagine going to a combo convention, you know, a large one like a uh, you know a Comic Con, but it's all just Star Wars. You know, wow. every every vendor is Star Wars. Every uh, exhibit is Star Wars. Every person that is there is there for star Wars and, um, it's just star Wars overload. And, um, you know, our, the next one is in 2022, which I'm already saving for, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing because if, if you're on Instagram or follow any kind of social media and, and you see people, um, like myself that have a, a following and, in, in my, you know, um, in my pictures or whatever, in my content, you know, to, you kind of like, you know, see the skill level or whatever reason you follow their content, you know, their costuming, and then you meet them, uh, for the first time. And it's, it's such cool, uh, you know, thing to happen. And then also, you know, it's just, you're surrounded by people that love the same thing that you love. And, yeah, you know, for a lot, for a lot of people, you know, uh, especially me, I, I was born in 1977. I remember, uh, loving Star Wars, but never as much as any of the people around me, you know, from my friends, you know, same, um, sure. same. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I kind of felt like, I don't know, excluded a little bit from, from what everyone else talked about when they're talking about sports or, you know, or whatever. But, um, you know, and I remember going to flea markets to, to find, you know, old toys and, and different things, but that's because, you know, it's the only place you can find it. So when you, you can't do that go now. to an event, What's that? So you can't do that now. People are fucking, they, they, oh, they hoarding oh, yeah. those things now, dude. It's hard to get old school stuff now. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, when you, when you go to events like that, it's, um, it's really cool. And then here in Chicago, in the town of Joliet, there is a, um, an event here, which is a, actually a library event. And, um, it's in the downtown area of Joliet. It's one of the largest events of its kind in the world and it is a free event uh it's open for families it's a great family event and it usually usually draws close to um 300 or or more costumed characters that um are in a parade and then come to the times end in the times square for photo ops and you have uh outdoor vendors and you have all this all this stuff for kids to do and it's it's just a really cool thing you know um, but you have events like those and you have the big like celebration events and, um, but, um, you know, and then there's always a presence of us at, at conventions, you know, like, yeah. like those, but, but once again, 
that's really not the story I want to tell in the documentary uh, for Behind the Bucket. I, I want to tell the story about why people do what they do and why they're passionate about it and and those, those stories that they people probably don't really know. Because, you know, there's, there's a lot of families um, that, that um, you know, may not share in the same interest, like the, the husband or even the wife might be really into it and you know, their, their significant other may not really get it, right. you know, yeah. and that's, that's why I, I want to film this because I want them to sit down with their loved one and be like, look at this. This is why I do it. This is, this is why my heart swells up, you know? Um, so it, that's, that's my purpose. That's, you know, that's my mission statement. That's awesome. Yeah, because like uh, uh, my wife is is a lot younger than I am, and mm-hmm. she doesn't understand the fact that she's seven. Well, she's not seven, <laughs> you sick bastard. That's a lot, lot younger than me. Um, but she doesn't quite understand, you know, why I have this big, you know, thing for Star Wars or for or for collecting toys in general. Um, right. My mom and dad, that was the very first movie my parents took me to as a little kid. Like, I was, I was, let's see, it was, what was the first movie? 70? 77? 77. Yeah, okay. So I was like three when they took me to that film. And that was the first film I went to as a, as a baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just been in my blood ever since. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I do. I do not remember seeing the original Star Wars in theater as a baby. Of course, I was three, but I do remember seeing Empire, and mm-hmm. and, I, and like some of the biggest scenes in Empire that really, you know, that uh, still ingrained in my head is is I remember sitting in in the theater, and the the brightness of the snow, and the walkers. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that really stuck into my head. You know. And, yeah, and it's just the love of that film. It, it it's great. I mean, I didn't like I said. Most people I, don't understand why I'm like. I can't so crazy think of another it. film that has this type of cult following. Really, I mean, this to this extreme. I mean, yeah. I mean, starting in modern times, you can go back and go, okay, well, there's a lot of people into Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. There's a you know Star things Trek, like maybe. that, but you really don't see the the community around one film like you do Star Wars. Well, I think, you know, for if you're going OG and you're talking about the original films and the people that grew up with them, you know, um, what you got to realize is that the, the culture and the way the world was at the time when this movie came out, which was impactful, but also the technological uh, breakthroughs and in yeah. filmmaking, um, you know, uh, techniques that, that was used was, was off the chart. And then, um, sticking to storytelling in itself, uh, George Lucas was using stories, you know, like, um, like King Arthur and stories that have been passed from generations. And it's just been these staples of, uh, um, great storytelling, but he, he threw these stories and mixed matched these, these characters and, and scenarios that we all love and put it in space. You know, yeah, and just exactly. put 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 a new wrap around it. But but these themes, these themes of these of these movies are are things that we've explored and and loved through generations. So um, that there comes the appeal of that. And then of course there's nostalgia, you know, for for our generation. But I always get um, shocked when you know I 
I, you know, I had an epiphany one time when I was talking to someone much younger than me and, um, they were telling me how much they love star Wars. And my mind always goes to the original movies, you know, like, Oh, if you love star Wars, it's because you love those movies. But, you know, people have all these different entry points and that's what always gets me because some people love star Wars because of the video game. Some people love star Wars because of the animated series. Some people love star Wars because of the prequels, you know, uh, not many. That's what, yeah, that's what they that's what they grew up with. So, um, you know, and, you know, the, those who shit on the new movies or 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 say that, you know, it's, they killed their childhood. You know, I, I hate that. It's stupid yeah. because um, George Lucas said himself that he made these movies for for kids. You know, these um, people hated the Ewoks. When the Ewoks came out, they fucking hate him just as much as George of I, I still right. do. But but you got to imagine a, a time back then where people hated hated the Ewoks. Can you imagine the movies without the Ewoks? It's going to be the same thing when you go back and you know your Jar Jar maybe or you know or your Porgs or any of that kind of stuff. So you know it's just the problem is that we we hold on to our memories too much and we we you know. We, we want it to be we, exactly what it was, and it never will be, but we can be fortunate that we're in a time where we are getting more movies, you know, and so, yeah. and at least be happy for that. Yeah, I, I kind of see where you're talking, but I do have I do have issues with some of the things. Like some of the film, like the newer films, they're good. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I didn't, I don't even remember what the second one was called, but I didn't like that one at all. Thought that one yeah. was, I thought that one was terrible, but I did like the last one. I really did like the last one. I thought it was really good. Well, I, I definitely think you should, um, you should, you know, not so much nitpick, but, you know, you should not take the, the, the good and the bad. I mean, if, if we just accept anything that they give us, we, you know, they're just going to give us shit. And so there's, there's a, a purpose to being critical about right. things. Uh, but, you know, it's those what I'm referring to is those people that just get overcritical about things that, you know, don't really make that much sense as far as, you know, well, the, the force would have never happened like that, you know, well, it does now it's Canon. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's, so a, there's a few things that I can agree with some of those crazy folks, but you know, yeah. but I mean, not a lot. I, I do understand what you mean. Like, you know, you just kind of got to be grateful. We're getting films and it's cool. Yeah. See, I, I was going to say, I always liked them for, for what they were. You know, I don't yeah. look at them. Right. Each film that came out, yes, I, I know the first three were, were the most important in, in way of developing the entire story and everything for the, the future. But I really like what they've done and what they've come out with as for entertainment value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think Look. that's good, and and like you said, everybody can see it for it. You know, their different entry points or why they like. Shoot, I even like the animated series. I actually oh, I like love it. The animated I, series. I've watched it quite a bit with my niece. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, this is actually really good. And there's yeah. funny enough. There's sometimes that you you're watching those cartoons, going, uh, she's not going to get this humor. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> but, well, I can tell yeah. you what. I can tell you what. The animated series has a better storytelling than some of the new movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I mean, and you it really know what? Does. That's I think that's another appeal because some of the humor may be lost on on children. I mean, you know, you I think you do that at any at any movie. You you go back and watch something and you realize the joke that maybe wasn't meant for your your <laughs> right. time, yeah. you know, or your age, sure. and, and or or you 
you start to see the enduendos or you know or yeah. something like that that you're you're innocent and you don't really get it's but like, you know uh, that's how you that. make a movie uh, appealing for all generations is um you know you have the humor in there for adults even though you have a, it's a children's movie but you know like shrek for example you know oh if you, yeah if you want you know, I mean, my daughter loves Shrek, but there's there's no way she got all those jokes. You no, know? there's there's a lot of dick and fart jokes in that in yeah, that movie. Right. Yeah. Well, is it with doing this documentary? Has it um, made you think ahead and past the documentary when it comes out? Do you do you do you plan on doing something else? Do you want to pursue something? Oh, else? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, this experience has been amazing. Like I said, we're just just with the people that have uh, reached out to me and, and, and wanted to help. And, um, you know, I'm promoting this thing by myself. Uh, well, you know, just, just by like getting stickers out there and reaching out to the Star Wars community. But, um, but yeah, I've, I have ideas. I, I mean, I want to start, I want to start learning more too myself because uh, I'm directing this, but you know, like I, I have so much in the hands of all these people, these talented people, where they're they're editing and doing all this stuff, but I want I want to get more involved and things like that. And I I already have a plan for the next documentary, uh, maybe a glutton for punishment. But um, I do want to explore more things in the world of cosplay. But you know, um, but not just in the Star Wars community, but but all you know, uh, from from furries to you know Renaissance Fair to to all of it, why people, why people feel the need to dress up. And I actually had a segment that I wanted to fit into this documentary where I have a psychologist who uses cosplay and dressing up as part of her therapy. And That's cool. She, yeah. yeah That's she wrote cool. an entire paper on why people do it. And, um, you know, unfortunately I wasn't able to, to get her interview because of COVID hitting, but that is still in the works, and um, you know she's got some very interesting things to say. And um, you know, I've talked to a few other psychologists as well who who use um, mutual techniques of dressing up and cosplay as as a way to you know deal with many different things that that l people. So. Maybe we um, yeah. could cure the world just by dressing <laughs> up at this point. I think that would be great. You know, yeah. you know, some of our you know, very so first problems, guests, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, some of our very first guests on this show were cosplayers. Like we had a lot of them on here for a while. We would do one cosplay, one cosplayer a month, and mm. uh, it would be really cool. We'd have them like folk. Uh, uh, featured on our site and all this other stuff and we just kind of it kind of got harder and harder to get different cosplayers because like when you go up the line to getting the uh, uh you know the bigger named cosplayers, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to get those people to do a show you know yeah yeah but you know um i mean most people like to promote themselves but you know it's 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 hard to you know to you know i mean people are people but, you know, I just want to um, I just want to continue the the filmmaking process and the storytelling, which is what I, I, I feel the most passionate about doing the project. It's just, um, you know, it's it, it's very engaging with people. You know, you can it's funny when you have a camera in your hands, people will open up to you yeah. um, and make you kind of accessible to to the part of parts of the world that um you probably wouldn't normally get in. So, um, 
you know, everyone has a story and everyone wants to tell their story. And, um, I, and I'm excited to, to gather those stories. Yeah. You, you know, you were telling, you were saying that, uh, uh, you really like the to you know have those moments with people and 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 get the interaction and and really feel you know from everybody you know not only the cosplayers but like you know the people you visit at the hospitals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we feel about our show. Is like we get to meet people like yourself and you know other other guests that we've had on, and it and it's about the moments that we get to make with these people with yourself and stuff, and it it, it really. It's very cool to be able to hear your story, you know what I'm saying, and, and like to hear things that you're doing and and help you out as much as we possibly can. Because storytelling's been a been an old, I mean, for a long time it was so important in our culture, and then it it's started to waver a bit. But but you you can't you can't forget because you know producing the story, letting people know things, exposing people to new thoughts and new ideas, and and anything like that, and and things like you're doing that are there's they're helping out with with charitable causes and things like that. It's just great. If more people took the time to listen to the stories, to 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 slow down and listen, and uh-huh. then you'll appreciate. I mean, that's I that's agree. one thing that uh, I think is lost. Uh, on some people hopefully yeah. we can get all that back and, and things like you're doing with this documentary uh you must have an uh uh amazing support system uh with your with your daughter i'm, I'm your wife yes uh, <laughs> I'm divorced. Oh, oh, well, there <laughs> all divorced yeah divorced okay. and uh single and uh and uh yeah single dad but, um, oh, hey, you're doing it. That's awesome, man. Oh, that's cool, Well, too. you know, I mean, I, yes, I have my mom, and I have, um, you know, the, 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 those in the club, um, too, I, definitely at times are, are great. Um, but, um, you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's no, another no, show, everybody. Yeah. 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 Show, yes. no, no, I mean, we're, 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 de- we're on good terms and, and all that kind of stuff. That's but, good. But, you know, it's, um, it's, it's really, I mean... Uh, to kind of bring this all around, uh, I started this project when I was still married, and um, it's coming to a head here where it's going to be coming out today, or I mean um, this this year. This year, and um, you know, my ex uh, has seen this, um, you know, th- this this I don't know passion in me to to want to tell the story, and you know this through all of uh, all those hard times, this has really been a, a um, moment of encouragement to me and a drive and a, maybe even distraction um, from what's going on in the world, um, you know, in, and in my personal life. So, um, you know, I think, I think when someone can find a hobby like, like you guys have with, with your podcast and being able to talk to someone or me with filmmaking or costuming, it's it, it helps. It's therapeutic and it really teaches you coping skills um, to get through these moments because there's going to be ups and downs in life. And with many of the people that we've interviewed, um, you know, and some people that have lost their children, you know, they 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 put in the good fight, but they 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 lost their their daughter or their son. Um, sure. You know, they they had to learn a coping skill or a way to get through it. Um, one gentleman in particular, uh, that I interview, um, I met him on a troop 
uh, that's what we call our events. We call them troops. And, um, you know, I learned about his story and uh, I got to be good f- friends with him. And, uh, you know, I, um, I'm involved in his life. So, you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of cool because, you know, I made a friend through through this process of not only and I filmed him, you know, and so not only through the club that I belong to, but the filmmaking and we kind of, you know, it's a, it's a way to kind of heal each other and, and talk about those things that, you know, um, maybe you think no one else, you know, has in common with you. Yeah. So, yeah. That's very cool. Well, I man. think you're doing amazing work, yeah. man. And I, I, I applaud you. And I think this, I'm looking forward to seeing this documentary. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you very too. much. Me too. Uh, why don't you tell everybody out there where they can find uh, you or the film or you know any of mm-hmm. your URLs and all that good stuff so you can keep a uh, track on what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So if you uh, want to check out my personal page, um, my well, my name is Tom Rosie. You can find me on Facebook. But um, if you want to see my nerdy Instagram stuff, it's uh, Rosie Props seventy seven. So it's spelled R O S Y Props seventy seven. And then of course. Uh, please follow our documentary page, um, which is Behind the Bucket Doc. That's Instagram. Uh, Behind the Bucket on Facebook. And uh, Behind Bucket on Twitter. And then you can uh, BehindTheBucket.com on the web. And then um, also um, donate uh, if you wish to help out at all. We, I am selling stickers and patches, which are coming really soon with our logo on it. Uh, $1.50 donation of course you can donate more if you'd like and i will feature you uh, hopefully with a star wars helmet on or something along those lines <laughs> or some cool some cool costume uh, i'll feature you on our instagram page and thank you for your support uh, along with facebook i'll put you on there too and you will have been able to help donate uh to this cause which is completely passion driven and uh non-profit but um but yeah i think that's everything uh, that's very cool, away. man. That's very cool. Well, well dude, I think I think we could probably get everything uh, that he mentioned too. Maybe we can put a tag off of our website we and will. all that other stuff for everybody to go check. Yes, we will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very cool. Well, Tom, dude, thank you so much for taking your time out. I know you were you're busy, you're working right now, and all that good stuff. Yep. But thank you for coming on the show, man. And we really absolutely. we really appreciate it, and we we hope you all the best in making this film, and hope it comes out. Thank you very much, guys. It was good to talk with you. You too. Very good to talk with you, sir. All right. Thanks, Tom, for coming on, man. We do, like I said, we really appreciate you coming on, dude. And uh, like we all, we wish you the best. And um, you definitely have to come back on when it, when the the film comes out, for sure. Absolutely. But uh, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
train. Adam Stoy's got a point, and if you let him explain, it's the pun of all puns, get a point with Papa Wayne. Rum tapping the pain, and I'm from in his brain of pain. MHOG secret, leaving the stain. You ain't as dope as us, bitch. Stay in your lane. That's it.